Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. In this episode, we talk about cohabitating. It's challenging enough anytime you move in with someone. It's even more so when you're older and set in your ways. What are those little things that you have to get used to? Some of them cause the most ridiculous arguments. We talk about living with someone with kids that aren't yours and at different ages. How does sex change when you live together? We storytell in detail about all of our experiences, and as usual, those experiences are pretty varied. What do you miss when you no longer cohabitate? Tune in this episode where we converse about the challenges of living with someone with lots of honesty and lots of humor. Hey everyone, welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, and Monica, and Brian. Hello. And we are back to talk tonight about... um, What are we going to talk about tonight? Let me see. We're going to talk about how life changes based on relationships that you're in and when you those relationships change based on your life circumstances, like living with somebody versus not living with somebody, and how all that changes, and, and and if it changes, if it's different based on what status your life is in, like what how young you are, how old you are, kids, no kids. Monica, help me out here. What else are we going to cover? So we we wanted to talk about how, in terms of a progression of a relationship, where you are living apart and then. All of a sudden, you decide to either get married or start living together and go into like, how does that change for the couple? What problems can they encounter? You know, what challenges they have to overcome? Uh, It's been a long time for me since I've lived with anyone. Uh, And when that happened to me many, many years ago, I remember the first time I lived with someone, it was hard for me. So I imagine now I've been single for 12 years I imagine now that if I decide to live with someone, it's going to be pretty hard for me. An adjustment person. for sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So I, I wanted to go into what does that mean for everyone and what our experiences have been with respect to that? Because we've all had that, whether we had it 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it also depends on the partner you're with, compatibility. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, all mm-hmm. different. There's so there's so many ways to go on that one for sure. The topic, I guess, overall in a nutshell, is going from single to living together or coupling up. That's a good summary. And I like to think that I was the inspiration for this, Monica. <laughs> you were. <laughs> well, why don't you tell our audience why, Brian? So I recently just moved in with M. We decided to cohabitate together. I've been living alone for six years now. She's been living alone for six years. Wow. Same amount right? of years. Her, hers, hers by death. She wound up, you yeah. know, alone via the being a widow. But we dated for like eight months and we decided, you know what? It's not just a great idea economically, but we really, really enjoy each other so much. And we have such a great time together. We decided, let's do this. So I moved out of my place, she moved out of her place, and within one weekend, we were living together. And then, boom, reality hit. (laughs) (laughs) In what way? Like I said, not so bad. This is like, you know, you have to remember people, right? If you live alone, like Monica said, for a certain period of time, you get stuck in your ways. So I was single. So I was able to go out, and I was dating, and I was doing this and that and everybody. And what (laughs) turns into you come into a a cohabitation with somebody and your whole life changes. Like now I, I went from single to everything neat and in its place to living with somebody and everything not so neat. And Bill, we just moved in. So mind you, but now I have, you know, a child in my life, a six year old and a dog. 
And if you listen, and you've never lived with a child. No, right? never lived with a child. Only live only myself. So if anybody's <laughs> ever listened to our past episodes, so you're the only child. <laughs> I'm the only child. You know, if they listen to our past episodes, like pet peeves, they tell me say I will never own a fucking dog, and now I have a dog. <laughs> you did say that. You did say you would never own a dog, but yeah. you kind of like. It's really, as far as I'm concerned, it's not your it's dog. It's not my dog. <laughs> and like I said, everybody that knows me knows I want this dog out of my life already. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, she... It's harder than the kid. It, it's, yeah. it's just as bad. So, okay. for me, you know, like, Monica, you nailed it. We were talking about, like, your kitchen. So, metaphorically and realistically speaking, for me, like, we had to just combine silverware. We had an argument on our first kind of day because I have six plates and she has 12 or I don't even know. I mean, it could be even more than that. And I'm like, it's you and your daughter. What do you need 12 plates for? What do you have dinner parties on the weekend? No. You know, so I'm like, I just have six. Let's just narrow it down. Well, she also likes to load the dishwasher. I like to wash the dishes at the end of every meal. So now all these, I understand why she has 12 plates because nine of them are in the dishwasher at any minute mm. and they're not clean yet. Yeah. So you have to wait to pack the dishwasher. So it's a very frustrating thing. So it, it takes some getting used to. I I will say that uh, I'm especially later in life. Yeah, yeah. I'm 52 years old, and I got a six year old and a dog. You know, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's it's tough. It's really tough. And then because of all like the the move and and like the stress of work and everything. The depression, like the sex, we thought we'd be like, "Ooh, we're going to be having sex all the time. Nope, that ain't happening. Give it time. You know, thank goodness for her because she is awesome. You guys know from her personally, you know her. Mm -hmm. And the other night she's like, honey, I know you're stressed out. And she had her monthly visitor and she says, Mm -hmm. I'll be right back. She goes and she gets some lube and she just works me. And I was like. Mm. This is the greatest woman on the planet. I didn't ask for it. Right. She just said, he's so stressed out. Let me take care of it. And she's awesome. So like, that's, that's the benefits of living together. <laughs> like, It's not often where somebody just comes off and just wants to, to, to give you a hand job. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. I mean, I felt the love. So yeah, that's awesome. I got a keeper. <laughs> you know, I, I talk about all the negative, but there are so many positives. But you wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't. No, you're right. Yeah. I, we really thought it out too, mm-hmm. even though we didn't know each other for a long period of time. We thought it out thoroughly, and we just weighed the pros and the cons. But, you know, for the most part, it was thought-out decision. And just thinking about um, your previous girlfriends, Brian, mm-hmm. there's a marked difference with your current one in that you tried to move in or tried to make plans to move in with your previous girlfriend. That's correct. That's and point. they just kept putting excuses upon excuses upon excuses and say, yes, 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 but... But then when the time came, it was like, no, not now, right. not here. Like, just kept putting it off. Yeah, my last she, girlfriend, right, Monica, she said to me, mm-hmm. she came up with the... She going to buy a house for you. Yes, exactly. She was going to buy a house. And then at the last minute, no, I changed my mind. And then she told me, you can't live with me until the kids are 25. I was like, what the F does that mean? Oh, jeez. <laughs> She's like, me and my ex... <laughs> they had to go to college. Yeah, me and my ex decided that until the kids are out of college... You know, we you can't live with anybody. And I thought, boy, that is so oh, fucking stupid. That's controlling each other and after divorce, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. It was a mm-hmm. silly thing. But you know what? 
Hey, no ex of mine would control my livelihood. No, that's for sure. but it all worked or out. Or my love life. Oh, yeah. It completely but worked out. Back to your point, Brian, about let's just focus on the kitchen, I guess, for now. Yeah. It is so true because the kitchen is almost like the symbol of authority, the true authority in the house. I know that mm-hmm. in the old days, you know, the man was the man of the house. The woman was the woman of the house. But whoever controls the kitchen controls the house. Whether it be really? subtly, I think so. I think so too. It's where you make the food. It's where you set yeah, up all the stuff that you know. For that I can explain bit. it real quick. Here's an example. This just happened the other day. So I called her up earlier. I said I'm going to be making some meatballs. Okay, so my meatball process. Damn good recipe is all I got to say. You, <laughs> it is, and I it, it's a process test. You know, you've witnessed it, right? It doesn't take ten right? minutes. It takes like an hour, maybe a little bit longer, yes. right? There's there's a lot that goes into it, and I use all fresh. Herbs, everything. So I'm in the kitchen. So I'm doing my thing, doing my thing. I got the pot, got the sauce running. I got everything going. Now she decides she has to cook for the kid, which makes perfect sense, right? But in my thought process, in my frame of mind, it's like I gave you warning that I will be in the kitchen. So try yeah. not to invade my space. So she decides, well, I'm just going to make some hamburgers. And not really thinking. I wasn't really thinking because I was focused on my, my balls like I usually am. <laughs> so she takes two frozen patties, like those bubble type burgers or something like that, you know, and she puts them on a frying, uh, not a frying, uh, like a cookie tray. She sticks them in the oven and she puts them on broil from frozen, right? So now I'm not really paying attention. And she goes and says, it smells like something's burning. And I was like, no. no, I open up the oven right before I'm supposed to stick my meatballs in the oven. And these burgers are flaring up and they're spinning all over the place, making a huge mess. And I yelled, what the hell are you thinking? I can't believe you would do something like that. You should have asked me. And then I took the stuff out of the oven and I put it on the sink and she walks out. She's pissed. Okay, but how did they get burned? Wasn't she watching them? Well, no, she was. She was, was she not cooking them according to package directions? I, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. I, anybody that's a lot for them to get burned. Well, I know this. You usually don't, don't broil know. those frozen, all you know, greasy burgers. I told her, in, oh, you know, the broiler. yeah, the broiler. It was the broiler. So it was like, and I got pissed, and, and I was, I wasn't mad at her per se. I was just mad at like, why didn't you ask me? But then it made it sound like I was trying to be like, oh, look at me, I'm a man. Listen yeah. to me. So she got pissed and she stormed out. She came back down. And all I could think to say was, are you still mad? And she told me, oh, my God, fuck off. And I was like, excuse me. Oh, no. She sweet little M. Yeah. And I flared me up so bad. I understand she was pissed. I get it. But I said to her, I. There's no challenge then. Yeah. Like living with somebody. Yeah. And I told her, look, (laughs) I would never say that to you. I would never. I said I was upset at the situation. I was upset at the, the flaring, and I did say, why didn't you ask me? No, of course you don't have to ask me anything. We live together. This is your kitchen, too. But I thought, like, from my point of view, I was like, I'm making the balls. I'm, I I basically said, I'm allotting my this time. My project. Yeah, it's my project. I'm, I'm yeah. putting in my notice for time that I need. Don't get in. Stay out of it. You should have asked me. I would have fried up the burgers for you while I was there. I put them on the stovetop, or I could have put the grill outside and, and done it that way. But then we got into it about the F off thing. And I was like, whoa. I said, this is not going to work. If you're going to talk to me. One argument turned into a completely different one, Yes, exactly. So you're going to talk to me that way? This is not going to work. And then she got mad at me for saying that. Yeah, because once you start talking to each other like that, it becomes common. Exactly. You don't want it to become 
Have it. And that's exactly what happened. And then later on, she came down. I'm really sorry. I told you to fuck off. <laughs> and then, you know, I laughed it off because I was like, you know, I, I said, my point was, I don't want people to talk like that and get used to talking like that. It's just not right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the bottom line was we got over it. And, you know, she's like, I was just a little disappointed because I feel like you can dismiss me so quickly, like saying this isn't going to work. I said, I wasn't saying that. I was saying it's not going to work if we continue to have conversations and arguments like that. You need to learn how to argue with somebody. You can disagree. Okay? You just can't make it personal. You can't tell somebody to fuck off. You know, you can't say you're a fucking dummy. You can't, you know, make it personal. Don't, you know, pick things out on them. You know, talk about the situation at hand. You could be fiery about it. That's fine. You can use the curse yeah. words, but just don't direct them at people. It's it's tough. It's it's a learning experience. For sure. It is. It is. An, it, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I know, right? There's nothing else to say. That's what happened. What about you, Tess? Jeez, my situation? Good Lord. I mean, I, I have so many different experiences with going from single to living with somebody I had the ex-husband situation. Then I had a live-in boyfriend right before my husband. I couldn't live with the guy two months without breaking up with him. Then I had my husband situation. That was interesting because we cohabitated a lot earlier than we would have normally because of circumstances. And then add my complicated life today and adding another person in and kind of cohabitating between our homes. It's, oh, yeah, I've had a lot of experience with this topic. So where do I jump off? Well, I got a question. <laughs> you said that you cohabitated with your husband far before you should have what was it was it a shotgun wedding oh. no 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 it's just that you know he was fresh out of a marriage with a two and a four-year-old and he was living in a place that wasn't really suitable for the kids so he ended up you know moving in with me six months after we started dating because um it was just better for the kids and we we were together whenever he didn't have them anyway like we were always together when he didn't have them but it was just it was just very quick Right. And the funny thing is, when I first moved in with him, I remember thinking, this is really fucking weird because this guy doesn't do anything to annoy me. <laughs> like, he never, it, like, I didn't, I didn't find it annoying to have him around. Of course, now it's been 23 years and of course that's changed. <laughs> but in the mm -hmm. beginning. Sure, for both of you. <laughs> yes, definitely for both of us. No two ways about it. I definitely am a humble soul when it comes to knowing that I'm hard to live with too. Everybody is, right? To some degree. Right. But it was just so funny how when I first moved in with him, I thought, wow, this is so easy. Nothing he does annoys me. But I think that was just because we moved in so soon. We were still in that honeymoon phase, you know? Yeah. Well, I, we moved in real quick. And within three minutes, yeah, we were arguing. Did. The honeymoon phase is real quick when you get to be, you know, older. I mean, we had very hard circumstances in the beginning because it was a blended family right off the bat. And we argued. It was mm -hmm. like when I said that, he doesn't do anything to annoy me. I meant like around the house. You know, like I meant like the living together part. Like, like was putting the closet right clothes in a certain way or like, yeah, not, like, not lowering the seat, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, little stuff like that. Like my ex wasn't as neat as my as my current husband. So like there's times where his clothes would be on the floor and I'd step on them and I'd break the hanger that was underneath it. And mm -hmm. it would annoy me, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But my, like Tim never does that. Like he never leaves clothes all over the floor and he's pretty neat you know i mean don't don't come into this house <laughs> we're gonna argue a lot uh, <laughs> oh, yeah geez. i mean you know i'm um a little bit more fastidious but that's just my nature but um i can't complain but yeah i think there's always things you have to get used to when you start cohabitating with somebody at any age in any relationship status for sure like i said i had a relationship right before my husband 
that I was dating the guy for a while. And I guess, I don't know why we decided to move in together. God bless it. I have no idea. And I signed the lease of the house we were renting. And I wasn't living with him two months where I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this ain't right. And he was mad at me. He was like, you made a commitment. You moved in with me. And I'm like, I don't care if I married you. It's not right. It's not right. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't. Yeah, you know, so anyway, it took me another month to get off the lease. Luckily, the landlord was cool and let let me off. But, um, but yeah, it was crazy. I've heard of people nowadays who decide to live together. They're living together as a couple. Then they realize they're not for each other, but they can't break the lease. So then they mm. separate, but they still live together Roommates. in the place that they leased. Yeah, well, that's yeah. fair. Can't afford to. Because Em and I made a, 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 t- a talked about this, Monica, and said, look, if this doesn't work, we will be cordial to each other. There are four bedrooms now in this house. You take the master. I'll take the guest room. It's not like it's not happened before in my life where I've been in the guest room. Mm. So, like, I am not going to risk either of our happiness because we live together. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be respectful and I will live out this lease and I will pay the bills. It's, it's it, I will do that if this wasn't to work out, which I'm, I'm hoping this works out. I don't see any problems, but... If it doesn't, we had that conversation and we were very mature about it and said, you know, you it looks good on paper, right? You can say all those things. Mm-hmm. But when the time comes, yeah, it, it, you got to see what happens. Well, you know, it's funny that that shows a maturity in age, too, because younger people would just get upset of somebody even suggesting that it couldn't very work true. Out, you know, that's true. But you need know, to being real that, you know, you don't know what's going to happen down the line. And, you know, it's good to discuss it before you move in, I think. So, Monica, how about you? Let's just say you met somebody and you decided this is going great. And would you ever suggest you can move into my house? Or do you feel like you would have to get rid of your place and you guys would do a place together? Oh, I wouldn't have a problem with them moving into my house. I would actually prefer it. I don't have to move any of my stuff. (laughs) And I'll just make room for him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I, I have a... My house is not that big, but I do have a five-bedroom uh, cottage, I guess you would call it. I think that's so funny when she says, my house isn't that big. It's five bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a mansion. It's not like a mansion. I don't have like a huge family room or yes, a you huge do. backyard. It's not acres. It's it's only a quarter of an acre. <laughs> no, I'm saying your house is big, though. I mean, it's... It's pretty. It, it's big, but it's not like crazy big. But uh, I would prefer that I let somebody move in. So you're saying at there's... least when my boys are away at college, like they're not here all the time. I can understand they come back if I'm living with someone and they come back uh, during the holidays, you know, temporary, and then they go back to school. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I just would feel awkward. So if your kids were going to college, living here. If your kids were going to college, but they still lived at home, you'd feel weird having somebody live with you. Uh, I would, but I would, it wouldn't stop me. Okay. I would not have somebody live with me right now while they're still here Damn. full time. Boy, I, I, I'm not like for, that. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not like <laughs> not that either. One. It sees it all. <laughs> number one, number one, I think they would be a source of anxiety between me and whoever my partner is because they are very messy. My boys are messy uh, and I can yell at them and I can, and it, it just, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I can't yell at them all day long. I can't, I, I don't want to be mad all day long. Yeah. No, so I don't I'll, just, I'll just tell them, okay, 
can you please remember next time again to pick up your socks <laughs> again? Don't leave your socks here. Don't leave your shirt here. Can Wait, you talking about your kids clean? or a potential lover? Or no, my, my kids. Oh. My kids are messy. Two boys. Oh. Yeah, my daughter well, was that, pretty that's, good. That makes sense. She doesn't have to worry about having somebody move in because the milkman delivers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but she might want love eventually. And oh, I do. Like a, a I, I do eventually. Yeah. yeah. Because of my boys, the way they are. And, and they're just, they're in their own world. And I've told them already, when you guys move out and you leave me alone, I'm going to keep my house clean. But if you ever tell me that you are going to have to temporarily move back into my house for whatever reason, you cannot act the way you act right now. You're going to have to be super neat, super clean, because you will be adults, complete adults by then. And if you decide to move back in with me, it's a whole there'll different There'll be some story. rules, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there'll be uh, more uh, rules, and they're going to have to pay rent. I don't understand why those you rules know. don't apply now, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> they're old enough. Because they're old enough. I know. They are old enough, but they're not. I think, in a way, well, I need Monica, to be, you know, it's just, so I went to, I went, this is, this is a funny story. I went to, uh, 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 Reno, uh, a few weeks ago, right? I so it. I, I put in big, bold letters on the board, on the fridge, keep the house clean, oh, take out the garbage, wash the dishes, right? So I come back on, I came back that Saturday night and it, the sink wasn't that bad. It was, but there were dirty dishes in it. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I, I asked my older son, I said, did you guys wash dishes? He's like, so I left Tuesday and I came back Saturday. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there all day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And my older son says, yeah, I washed dishes on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I bought paper plates right. on Friday. That's <laughs> exactly what my son would do. Yep. Paper plates. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there like, okay, I got, you know, clean dishes one day of that week. Okay. <laughs> so the funny thing is my son's been away now for four months and now he's back for a visit. Oh. And I see a big difference already. In you really? or him? No, him. Okay. Is he being more? Is he, is he more neat? I mean, his room's so a little messy right now, but like he is like before he wouldn't get up and go to the store and get something if he wanted it. He was too lazy. And now the other day he comes down, he's like, I need some stuff for my bathroom. I'm running to Rite Aid. You know, I mean, he's just like, he's mm-hmm. just different. He's just more independent. Aww. And it's, I can already see the difference from him being gone to college for four months. You know? Yeah. Okay, now I can't wait till they leave. Maybe they'll come oh. back better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on when they leave what their life looks mm-hmm. like, right? And he's getting mm-hmm. ready to rent his own apartment for college in August. So that's going to be even more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting. But I have to clarify earlier... When I was talking about my son, I said, my son sees everything. That's not entirely true. Well, yeah. We figured as much. We were trying to read between the lines. Yeah, not just... but <laughs> he knows yeah, what just... happens. He doesn't literally yeah, see it. But what I mean is, like, if I got people in my life, you know, because obviously I have more than one, he's like, okay. Well, he goes with the flow. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's people that worry about telling their adult kids about their love life. And I don't have to worry about that because he's like, hey, if you're happy, great. You know, and if I say I'm not seeing this person anymore, he'd be like, you know, about whatever. Like, if my life, love life changes, he'd be like, okay, whatever, you, whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not scarred by anything I do. So that's what I said by he sees everything. I don't have to hide things from him. I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about him not. I don't have to worry about having people over. You know, he doesn't care. Yeah. When, and know. they sleep over and everything, and and he knows oh, yeah. they sleep over. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's her house. Okay. It's yeah. her house. It's my house. That's right. Yeah. Do what you want. He's here. very respectful yep. and 
my guests are respectful, you know, respectful to him. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I don't worry about telling my son what's going on in my love life because it doesn't hurt him if it doesn't work out. He's just like, okay, mm-hmm. just wants me to be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. I could take that point from you for my sons. I, I, cause I, they know I'm, I'm dating. They know I'm, you know, looking. Yeah. Um, I, they just don't know, like the milkman comes over when he comes over, but I think if they, they don't out, know that Monica, they don't know um, the milkman. They don't know him yet. No. So wait, you, I'm sorry, you have him over, but they're not home when you do? Yes, or? that's correct. That's correct. Oh. So they're, they they're gone out, enough? Yeah, they're gone enough okay. to school and stuff. Honestly, if they find out, they won't be upset. They won't say anything to me either. They won't be disappointed or, or whatever. They'll just be like, oh, okay. Hey, TMI, mom, mm-hmm. TMI. And then yeah, I mean, that's away. the thing, your kid. Your kids yeah. don't really want to think of you in that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like, I've even told my son, I'm like, he knows about the podcast and I'm like, don't listen to it. If you don't want to hear me talk about sex, that's it. You know, like, See, like whatever. My kids know about the It's podcast. on you if you do. Yeah. yeah. All of them know about the podcast. I don't want them to listen to it, but they know about it. Do they know what it's called and how to find it? Yes, they do. Oh, that surprises me, Monica. Yeah, they do. The other day, going back on topic of living with somebody for the first time, I'm standing, I get out of the shower because the master bedroom, there's a door that separates the, you know, the master bath and our bedroom from the rest of the hallway, the house. So I keep forgetting that there's, not that I keep forgetting, but I don't lock the door. So I got out of the shower and I got out, I mean, I got out of a bath. I took a really hot bath and I got out and I was air drying. I was cooling off and I was in the bedroom and the door opened real quick and M walks in and I literally had almost had a heart attack thinking it was the kid. Cause I'm like, and I started kind of getting upset. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. I got no privacy anymore. I said, I, I can't believe I got to worry. I said, I'm walking around on damn eggshells. I have what this kid just walks around the house. She's not allowed in the room anymore. She's like, just lock the door. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's, that's a pretty simple solution, right? It <laughs> is a good solution. And if the door doesn't have a lock, you go buy one. Yeah, that's what we but did. But I got to tell you. We added another well, additional lock to our bedroom door. Can you also tell... Um, the little girl to uh, knock on the door if it's if if it's not Wait till open. It opens. You guys are women who had children. Do you think it's possible to tell a six year old anything that gets absorbed? I do. I do. Really? I, I do. do. My boys. So if there's I a consequence never, if they do it, yeah. I have never locked my door in my bedroom either, like because and I obviously walk around in my bedroom naked, but my boys know that since the we're very closed. little. That if they see the door close, it's because I'm not, you know, in a good state. And so they always knock before mm. they enter. Now, if my door is wide open, yeah, they can come in at any time because it's wide open. I'm there. I feel like you this know, is like, I feel like this is the kid but, teaching old dog new tricks right now. This kid at is six. Yeah, because I think it's ingrained to her. She could walk around anywhere and do anything, and she's never been yeah, told no. Yeah, but life no. has changed now. You have an opportunity, Brian, because oh, her circumstances have changed. I've been taking these opportunities. There's a new person Trust living me, in the house, there is right? a new sheriff in town, and he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, you guys know, I talk about it all the time. I'm a fucking pain in the ass. Don't do this. My whole world is don't do this. That's I'm going to get a t-shirt yeah. that says don't do this, and then you fill in the blank, because that poor kid's got to hear me say it. 20 times a day. I think that with you guys moving in together, it's an opportunity to change some of the rules. Yeah, that's what we've been doing. That's what it is. But like, good, but good, she's good. right though. Lock the door. See, these are the kind of things, but like, yeah, this yeah. is the kind of anxiety that I'm living with. It's like, every time I turn around, yeah. I have to clean up a spill. 
Because that kid, for some yeah. reason, even if you can have you can have a bulletproof sippy cup, and it it doesn't work. And so, like, you wind yeah. up cleaning up the mess. Then you know, like, to, I joke around like, you give her a cookie. There's crumbs everywhere. You give her a broccoli. It's healthy. It's nice. She eats the little florets off the top, and they fall all over the place. She doesn't eat the rest of the broccoli. This kid, it's it's is so messy. Right, she's like all kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'm just learning that I'm getting used to this, you know. Yeah. And, and then the poor dog looks at me, and the dog is actually better than the kid. Dog's like, at least drop something besides <laughs> yes. broccoli. Yes, and and I look at the dog, and I, <laughs> I and I blame the damn dog for stuff. It's like, stop looking at me. Oh my god, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Oh. I'm out there. I took like like for instance this evening. I got home from work. The dog comes down the steps, staring at me. I take him out for a walk. I gotta take. I gotta put my hand in a bag and clean up dog shit. You want to know how degrading that is as a human being to have to clean up dog shit? Like I only I, for you. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I, Brian. It's, it's none not, of us care about. I don't. It. I don't care. <laughs> I don't it's care fine. either. It's just part of having a pet. Oh. And she says, you know, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But and I feel bad. I'm like, I, I feel like you're not doing it enough. You know what I mean? So it's like, then I feel like I have to do it. You mean she won't clean it up as often? Like, you know, she won't take the dog out enough or take it here. You know, so I feel oh. bad. Like the dog gets zero attention. I hate to say it. But so you still have you still have a heart for the dog. It's, no, it's not really. It's just, I don't want, you know, I feel bad for it. It's not like I, I if the dog left tomorrow, I wouldn't miss it a minute. It would never yeah. even pass my mind, cross my mind to miss that animal. But while it's in okay. my face, I'm like, oh, all right, I'll take it for a walk. Jesus Christmas, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you took my dog for a walk. So. That was just for peace and quiet. And she said to me, did you just take Tessa's dog for a walk? That's just for peace and quiet. And that's the reason I take the dog out now. It's just because I just want to, yeah. I don't put my phone on. Fresh air. I don't look at my phone. Yeah. I just put the phone away and I take the dog for a walk for fresh air. That's it. Yeah. And maybe that's what I need to do more of, you know? Yeah, maybe you'll actually form a bond with him. That's not going to happen. Okay. Well, I was <laughs> just trying to be no, then, yeah. optimistic. Yeah, so like I said, it, it, this living together came with a whole bunch of things that I knew about but really didn't understand the gravity of how difficult it was going to be, you know? Yeah. And she's having, you know, she's going through some stuff with her dad, too. Her dad's not well, and he's in a um, a facility. Yeah, that doesn't help. And, you know, she's got that stress, and she's got the stress of me, <laughs> you know. For instance, she told me the other day, she was, I felt so bad because I was late getting, you know, the, the kid to work yesterday because I was so worried. I used the, the new toast. I bought her a brand new toaster oven. I, I used the new toaster oven, and... It had crumbs in it, and I was so paranoid that you were going to yell at me for being messy that I was cleaning it, and I was late bringing the kid Aww. to work, and I was oh, like, Brian. I'm so fucking horrible. <laughs> That's awful. I know. This is what it's like, She's- right? And I told her, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, make a mess then. So it's an adjustment for her, too. Yes, 100%. Obviously. Yeah. And we need to get Brian a dirt devil, one of those Black & Decker dirt, dirt busters or dust busters, whatever they're called. Those things are amazing. Any little thing like uh, you, you, you have it there, and anytime, uh, you know, the baby or the little girl uh, spills something or anything, just I <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I need to get like I need to get a forty-year-old living nanny. That's what oh, I. Geez. That's what I need to it's get. It's very specific, forty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, because he won't go for her. <laughs> yeah, because he won't go for yeah, her. Yeah, I, I, he won't, no, I won't go for her. I need someone a little bit older, a little more mature. I just I need someone that just will. Follow that child around and just constantly clean up after her. 
That's what I need. Mm. Get the dust buster. I think it's the black <laughs> and That's cheaper, Monica. Is that Do cheaper? <laughs> yeah, it's fifty it bucks. Cheaper 50 than a nanny to eighty bucks, and and you have it. You could, and it has a little bracket that you can hang That's on the wall, funny. and you lift it up and okay, pick everything right up. All right, I'll I'll work on that. Or you know, or have her pick it up. You know, I, like here, this is how you use this. So she drops the cup. She drops. It. Well, that's another thing. I was going to say that earlier when you were talking about. The broccoli and stuff. You gotta gotta get her over to help you clean it up. Oh yeah, like, that's a good thing to start doing. Have you mm-hmm. seen a six year old try to clean something up? Well, it just yeah, pushes but the it's, mess it's in not every about direction. Her doing it right. It's one about- or two florets, and then you pick up the rest. That's fine. Eventually, she'll get more and more. It's not even about her doing it right. It's more about her learning that you have to clean up after yourself, and it makes you more conscious of your mess. I remember when my son was little, and we went to the donut store. We were sitting there eating his, he was eating his donuts. And after I got told him to get a napkin and clean the table for the next person that comes in. And these two elderly ladies that were sent the next table stopped me when I was on my way out of the store and thanked me for teaching my kid consideration. Because nice. so many parents just walk away and leave the table messy for the next person. So anyway, mm-hmm. she may not understand it at this age, but eventually she will. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just patiently just, teach her. I'm trying. And it's not, and it's not, it's not, it's not. She's not in trouble. No. It's just a, it's just something that you're just it's teaching. It's only her, yeah. been a week and I'm trying. You know, Em said to me, no, yeah, she said to me today, I said, look, I'm sorry. I am a huge point of stress for you. I get it. You know what I mean? She's like, well, you are trying. And this is what I love about her. You are trying so hard. I appreciate the effort you give every single day. I know it's hard for you. I know this is difficult. Oh, sweet. And she says, you know, between my, you know, my dad, you know, the baby, the dog, the, you know, the, the stuff isn't put away, you know, and it's only been a week. So like the stuff's not as neat as you would like it. She said, I just want you to know that all of the stuff that you say about yourself, like being a pain, yes, you are a pain, everything, but like you're good so far outweighs any of that pain in the butt. You make my life so much better. And I was like, oh, oh. man, this is why I moved in with her. It makes me remind, right? this is why. You'll always be successful in a relationship if you can see the other person's perspective yeah. or see the good, right? Yep. And choose mm-hmm. to see the good. Even you know, there's going to be times you fight, but you come back yep. and you, you know, you take responsibility for your behavior and you appreciate them for theirs. And it's a constant process. It is. That. So let me change topics now. So Tess, you're an empty nester now. Okay. So how has that yep. changed your world as far as like, your freedom now and like you know you pretty much it sounds like when you were with the with the boy you had freedom anyway but now you have pure freedom yeah i mean i had freedom in the sense that i could have over who i wanted and such but now i have freedom all over the house that's pretty good yeah. freedom yeah. to have right so <laughs> it's kind of like that's we both really like that mm-hmm. but um it's funny too because he's back right now and first couple of days i was like Weird hearing him in the house because mm-hmm. it's amazing mm-hmm. in four months how quickly you get used to. You forget those mm-hmm. kids. See how you know? quickly you can forget your children, your own children. You can forget them. <laughs> you don't forget them. You just... No, you don't forget them. I mean, they miss them terribly. But by the same token, I got used to the quiet. And I don't, it's nice to hear him. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, yeah, the house freedom is, it's really nice. It's really nice to be able to walk around the way you want and. Uh, do what you want in any room and, you know, yeah, yeah. it's really nice. And it's it adds a sense of adventure to the relationship. Is it like hotel sex? Not necessarily, but it's just um, 
we all get into like I think long term relationships, you all get into a rut, right? Of going upstairs mm-hmm. together and then brushing your teeth and then getting ready for bed. You don't have to always go through the routine before sex. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really about remembering that passion that you used to have when you were your relationship was younger, where it was like, let's just have sex on the couch because we're here and we're wanting each other right now. Mm-hmm. Like you when you have kids, a lot of times you gravitate to your private space. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's just a real sense of adventure when you don't have to worry because the whole house is your private space. Interesting. I think that's the difference. I just started that relationship, this relationship, and I feel like I've been a, a, like 20 years already. But the thing is, is that, Brian, you had that freedom before by living alone for all those years. You had that where you could. I did. And you know what I you did? You had like the it, empty nester syndrome. But you know what right? I did, Tess? I still went and. Hmm. and Brushed my teeth and then went to bed and then I said, "Yeah, I still I like that routine." (laughs) I don't. You mean when you were single? You mean when you were single and had women over? Yes, I like that routine. (laughs) I don't know. There's sometimes where it's like when you go upstairs and it's like if he's brushing his teeth and then he notices, oh, he's got hairs that need to be trimmed and he's trimming them because if he doesn't do it now, he might forget. I'm over here going, (laughs) okay, the mood is like (laughs) diminishing over here. You know. Yeah, I'd be do. I'd be that so, same person. Yeah, the thing I remember when I first started living with my ex was at the beginning it was fun, you know, have sex all the time, you know, whenever we we could get a chance. But then after a while, I don't know, it just having just sex don't. every day. Well, it doesn't have to be it every just day. Gets boring. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, have he to wanted every it every day. That was just too much for me. Oh. Well, I mean, it just depends on what works for the couple. But on the other side of that, I have to be fair and say there's times where he's sitting in bed waiting for me and I'm like out of the bathtub and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So we both do it to each other. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, that's just fair. Him doing it. But I think it's for me, I happen to like the adventure of if you're feeling excited or, you know, aroused or whatever, then just freaking concentrate on the task at hand. Because once you start doing all those other things, it can you know, detract. That's from the, the comfort level though, right? You get stuck in that comfort level. I'm already in the comfort level. I already feel yeah, comfortable. But I, think, I think one of the reasons why my Tim and I have a great sex life out of, after 23 years is we kind of fight that comfort level overtaking our sex life, you know, because I think that if you get too comfortable, it's like, it becomes a rut. You have to actually work on keeping that magic alive, you know? Yeah. Doesn't hurt to have buffer sex too. But what's buffer sex? <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, can't can't really argue with you there. Touche. <laughs> I mean, even if we didn't, because we've obviously had long periods of time where there was nobody in our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. That was still the effort that that's still the effort we put in. So that's fair. You know what I miss the most about not having sharing a bedroom with someone? I mean. The sex is one thing. Obviously, it's no fun not having the person you want to have sex with to be there whenever you need it. But I definitely miss having the human warmth mm-hmm. in the bed. Yeah, I have to say that's like very one true. One of the things I do right now is when I'm just feeling lonely, I, I have pillows. I have tons of pillows mm-hmm. on my bed, I like more than I need. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when the milkman comes over, he's like, I have to peel off all the pillows off of my bed. And he's like, you have so many pillows. That's funny. <laughs> um, but it's because I use the pillows. I hug the pillows uh, at yeah. night mm-hmm. or when I yeah. wake up, you know, before I get up, it's like the, the pillows are a substitute for me. So I, I miss that more than 
I miss just being able to like, you know, just have sex with somebody. So Monica, when you was, uh, was your ex the first person you lived with? Yes. He's the only person I've ever lived with till this day. Okay. I never lived with anybody else. So it'll be interesting if I, if and when I ever do live with someone again. You're going to live with someone again. Trust me. I saw Monica last a couple of weeks ago for the, for the, uh, she came out to Reno. And when I saw her, mm-hmm. I was like, look at this fucking saucy minx. Dropped. <laughs> she looks different. She dropped. She looks she different. So way she's got the, you know, she always had an hourglass figure, but now she's got an, ex, ex, you know, a very accentuated hourglass oh. figure. Hair was all down. Nice. She had herself all looking sexy and everything. I was like, look See, at this Monica? girl. Oh, my God. Look I was like, that. And he did. He said, you look so different. Yeah. I was like, I was like oh, no. my God. And M was like, Monica looks beautiful. You knew you looked different. Oh, I know. I know I look different because I people have told me at work, like, your face looks different. Yeah. because You're making, you know, is it because, let me ask you because this. because some guy comes all over it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's- that's not where I was going, but I was going to say, is is it just like, do you just feel more um, motivated to be more attractive to do like, I don't know, like, do you, is it, tell me why from your perspective. Well, I've, I've definitely switched to a healthy lifestyle. I've mentioned it before, like the way I eat is different. Mm-hmm. I'm not on a diet. It's not a yeah. diet. It's about eating healthy oh bullshit it's uh, because you're crisis. getting laid that's exactly what's right, going but, on no that's what i was going towards this. but no i was already when, losing weight before i started but when you're getting laid though don't you think more about your body and your appearance i think that's what i was trying to yes. get yes yeah. yes i feel more confident absolutely absolutely i didn't like i mean I, i'll say uh, i was like over 180 at my heaviest and i yeah. did not like the way i feel I, yeah. I didn't like the way my legs felt when I walked or like how my stomach felt, uh, yeah. you know, overall. And I've lost um, 40 pounds. Oh, good for yeah. you. Over 40 pounds. And That's I'm great. going to lose 10 more. And I know I will now. Oh, yeah, she will. Because I learned she will. how to do it. So How tall are you, Monica? 5'1". At 5'1", I'm supposed to be no more than 130. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, but that's, yeah, that, I, I mean, do that's, feel... That's through, that's through effort. Like, that takes effort. It's not it automatic. It is. It took so. long. Yeah, it's a, it yeah. took a lot of lessons to learn how to eat. I get what, it. How not to eat. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I have uh, lapses where I go back to my old habits. Uh, oh, where yeah. I eat too much or I eat the wrong, too many of the wrong things that aren't really good for me. Um, yeah. And then I just, you know, I say, okay, I'll just... Uh, eventually, I just like get back into the flow of what I know I need to do. It's about uh, balance because, you know, balanced. when I was eating totally healthy, I was boring as sin because I wouldn't make any bad choices. So it's about balance. You it definitely is about balance. balance. Yeah. I, I've, yeah. I, I have desserts uh, when, I, when I want it. If I'm at a party, I'm going to have the dessert because I love desserts. It's my thing. Uh, so it's, it's just about balance. But thank you, Brian. Thank you for the compliment. Oh, no, um, and then I, I've, dyed, I've dyed my hair differently, too. Yeah. I'm letting she it had, grow, had, like, grow gray. Blonde streaks so, in it. For oh, my nice. for the for the listeners, I've decided I don't want to dye my hair black anymore. I, I want to go gray. So my stylist has uh, streaked it blonde, so that the that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I yeah. did before so I the, transitioned. Yep. So the transition is it looks easier. So that's much I, easier. You know, they can also have, tone it. They can tone uh-huh. the blonde to be ash blonde, so it looks almost mm-hmm. gray. So uh, and that's what I'm going to do the next time I go. I have an appointment next Friday. I'm going to tell her, can yeah. you please make it lighter so that it looks more gray. Um, and people have told me that they like the gray. Mm-hmm. That's what they tell me too, me. but I don't believe it. 
Oh, you look good in gray, Brian. You look good with your gray, Brian. Thank you, dear. Well, gray is the, is in now. You know, it please. is Monica. I get compliments all the time on my. Hair I love color. your hair. It shocks, it shocks yeah. me. It actually yeah. shocks me how many people complimented. I'm like, wow, really? Okay. I thanks. love your gray hair because it's like that nice white gray. It's white. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's like not gray. Yellowish. It's more silvery. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very silvery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's shiny. All right, we all look old. And anyway, gray. we got off topic. <laughs> It's like, all right, we all look old and gray. Let's get back on topic or just close. Yeah, Let's go with some closing Well, we were talking about the sex and living together, and I don't know of anybody else that had anything to add about that topic. Sex and living together? Um, My sex life hasn't changed in a sense. Like, we still have... Whenever we want to have sex, we have sex. The kid goes to bed at 8 o'clock. She's out by 8.30, and then we have the rest of the evening to do whatever we want. And... um. Yeah, it's 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 been good. It's been good. It's it's been not good. like you said. We can. Just, I agree. When you have sex every single night, you're at the point where like, oh my god, like this is ridiculous. This I, I can't do this all the time, you know. And I, I mean, I guess like you said, Tess, it's, pe- it's the person's needs. But if you need sex every single night, uh, that, that 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 might you might need a psychologist afterward. I don't know. That's a lot of sex. It depends. It depends on where your mind is. Yeah, I think it depends on where your mind is, peak, really. Though, mm-hmm. like I remember when I was with my last, you know, one. Like when I first met her, it was every single day. Like, I, I, like every time I saw it, it was like twice, three times a day, and I was exhausted, yeah. exhausted. Yeah. You know, it's like Jesus <laughs> Christmas. This is this is <laughs> that's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not. It yeah. wasn't even fun anymore. Now it just felt like a job. You know, mm-hmm. so. also when you move in with somebody, you really learn about whether or not you're compatible night person versus morning person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when's the best time to have that sex? Because that was a thing for Tim and I, because he's a morning person and I'm a night person. Yeah. So I would lay there at night going, I'd really love to be having sex mm-hmm. right now. And then morning time is really when he's the most sexual. Mm-hmm. So we had to work that out. Yeah. And I like that the fact that, you know, I still have a separation of state with her when it comes to like, you know, I don't want to see anything. Like we talked about this in the past, right? I'm very anal about that stuff. I don't want to see you use the bathroom. I don't want to know about it. I don't, you know. We, we, you want the mystery. We want the mystery. Keep the mystery. We keep the mystery. Yeah. I don't know when she's in there. I don't care to know. She, you know, doesn't care about when I'm in there. That it's it's all good. It's still, you know, it's new. But we've been working at this. We've been, you know, staying at each other's houses for the last, you know, six months. So we're very well aware of each yep. other. Anybody closing remarks? Uh, I mean, I would say moving in with someone is hard, like as Brian yeah. <laughs> has described in his experience. <laughs> and it takes a lot of compromise and a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Uh, and understanding. That's right. And, like, and a lot of understanding the other person. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy and okay. humility. Very true. Being humble at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's really only going to work if the positives outweigh the negatives. And like you said, you have to compromise. You have to understand things mm-hmm. through the person's perspective. There's no way it's going to be all one person's way and work out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So respect the person that you live with. You have to both work at it. Yeah, at any age, you're going to deal with different challenges. There's always going to be challenges, but it's got, if it's, you know, a lot of us think it's worth it. Yep. Right. It's so true. And if to decide, I would think it's worth it. I would say it's worth it if I ever get to that point, but it, it would be. Because like I said, uh, hugging a pillow is not cool. <laughs> the late, but, the late. But, but I would rather hug a pillow than to be sleeping with somebody that I really do not like or 
it's making me unhappy. So quality over feathers, right? Yes. I'd rather have quality feathers. <laughs> the late great Richard Jenny, the um comedian, said it's really a toss up between if you're single or together with somebody, be between being lonely or annoyed. Yeah. You know, That's you true. have to choose which one do you prefer. Do you yeah. want to be lonely or do you want to be annoyed? Right. Because you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. face both, you know. Yeah, yeah my alone. mom single, always you're gonna have moments. Yeah, my mom always used to say to me, uh, it's better in Spanish. So it sounds better in Spanish, so I'll translate it to English. Just say it in Spanish. Es, mesto, es mejor estar sola que mal acompañada. That means it's better to have a dick in your mouth than to sleep alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better to be alone than to be in bad company. I was close. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's good. That's Absolutely, very wise. Brian. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think we all agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. I will say that when if you're going to move in with somebody, no matter what age you're at, because you're going to be immature if you do it when you're younger and you're going to, you know, not have the patience and your wherewithal and you might just say, fuck this, I'm leaving. You know, it is what it is. We all went through that. But I'm just saying when you move in with somebody, just know technically, right? There is another person living there. It's not just about you. So you mm-hmm. have to constantly mm-hmm. remind yourself, I, you know, we made a choice to do this, right? And there's going to be aggravations and speed bumps and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, try to remember why you did it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just, it's, you can't be, you know, if you're looking for a roommate, that's different. You're looking for someone to share the bills with, that's different. Okay, but if you're moving in with someone because you care about them and you really want to enhance your life and try to enhance their life, understand there's going to be a lot of problems and just listen to each other. Let them have their space when they're upset and then screw them when they want to be screwed at the right moment. (laughs) Well, on those words of wisdom. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's our episode. That's our show for today on Cohabitation. Shout out to producer D for making our show possible. What have your experiences been living with someone? We want to hear about it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Email us at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at 2.5chicks. Better yet, come on the show and tell us. We are always down with part two episodes on any topic we've talked about. You can also choose a subject, be it mundane, sexy, conceptual, or otherwise. Come have a real conversation with us. Season three is well underway. Keep coming back for more episodes. Bye.